This is Talk To Me, the podcast that brings together a former new metal bass player and a rock concert photographer to interview musicians from hardcore to hair metal. Here are your hosts, Joshua Toomey and Mike G. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Talk To Me. This is episode 89, and this is our conversation with Twisted. I am your host, Joshua Toomey, and joined, as always, with my co-host, Mike. Hey, what's up, man? You can find me at Music Mags and Wax on Twitter or MDG Rock Picks on Instagram. And if you guys want to reach out to the show, it's at Talk To Me Talk on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Talk To Me Talk. And if you want to email the show directly, it's Talk To Me Talk at gmail.com. Make sure you're heading over to your iTunes, leaving a nice five star rating and a nice five star review. And there's no iTunes review once again this week, so you guys need to get on the ball, head over to your iTunes, and leave a rating and review. But we do do shout-outs for sharing, and that's shout-outs for sharing on Twitter and Facebook. So these are the shout-outs this week for sharing episode 88 with Alan Roberts of Life of Agony. All right, so Facebook, yeah, Danny Gilliant, Eric Moore. I know that guy. I do know that guy. Yeah. Hey, I was just on his podcast, uh, Saturday Night Jam Session. Yeah. Guys, make sure and go Eric check that Moore, out. Eric Moore, host of Saturday Night Jam Session. Good dude. Brand new show. Go over and check it out. You were on episode two. I was on episode three. Yeah. I think my episode was a little bit better than yours, but you know, I'm not going to say that. Hey, man. Well, there's a lot of of beer and belching involved in that episode. Right, right. Rico Kohler, Scott Bowling, Chris. How do you say that? Schninge. 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 Yeah. That Decibel Geek guy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Decibel Geek. There you go. Sinzak. Donnie Greenwell, Andrew Jacobs, Andy Hot of Zero Kings from West Virginia. It's just one king, one Zero King. Not, not They're not all kings? No, and they might be all kings, but I guess Zero Kings would still be just one person. Well, if I'm talking about him and his band, <laughs> they're the Zero Kings, right? Andy Hot and the Zero Kings, that should be the name of the band. <laughs> there you go. Carl Overturf and the Roach Coach Podcast. Nice. Twitter, we have Tanya M., Mina Caputo. Hey, there you go. There you go. We know her. Life of Agony. Well, we know them. Alan Robert. Alan Robert. Wow, that's it's always bad. nice when Alan Robert, the guest of the podcast, uh, send it out there on Twitter. So yeah, guys, make sure you're heading over to your Facebook, heading over your to your Twitter, and uh, sharing, hitting that share button, hit that retweet button, and we will be uh, shouting you out on a future episode. All right, I want to start out this week and talking about a uh, what I consider an epidemic is uh, bands getting their their uh, van stolen, vans broken into, gear stolen, entire trailers getting stolen, people not being able to find this stuff. And the other night I was watching a video online of a band, you know, kind of pleading for their fans to help them out with a GoFundMe. And uh, the drummer from uh, Fear Factory, who's playing in another band, uh, just had this stuff broken into. He asked for a GoFundMe. As Mike and I sat down to record, looks like Guttermouth has a GoFundMe going about their uh, stuff getting stolen. And it, it's just absolutely, uh, we'll call it an epidemic. But I sat down and um, I got on Facebook like right after all of this and I saw our good friend John Aaron from uh, John's Untitled Podcast. He had posted on Facebook uh, a nice little post and I'll, I'll read it and kind of give you my two cents about it. But uh, uh, it says, as I sit here alone in my house while my wife and friend are asleep doing God knows what. I see another video of a band getting shit stolen and the subsequent GoFundMe to help them out. It has me thinking about what bands did before the internet and days of crowdfunding slash crowdsourcing money to help recoup their final losses. That just has me thinking, what's this guy and his uh, 
his buddy and <laughs> yeah, his wife doing right, right? Now. that's three people i think he might have wore them out maybe <laughs> maybe uh, go fund me man you know i've thought about doing one of those have you ever done a GoFundMe? I did a GoFundMe when I first started with the post office. Um, I kind of reached out to family and friends and uh, ex-bandmates, things like that, and uh, raised some money to get a postal vehicle because of the job that I needed. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not against GoFundMes, and every time I can. Actually, I just helped another friend. Uh, her house, her apartment burnt down, so I gave a little bit of money to her GoFundMe. So, I'm I'm pro GoFundMes. I'm just kind of, at, at what point, you know, do we need to to start holding the bands accountable for not having someone watching their their equipment, yeah. How, what at what point do we start holding the venues accountable for not hiring an extra one extra security guard to kind of guard the parking lot, or or you know have a proper place for these bands to park their gear, you know it's there's so much out there that that I feel like could be done, and I know thieves are probably going to try to get a, get around all of this stuff, but uh, I feel like there could be some security measures in place to help uh to help people keep their gear in check. Yeah, and you and I, if we were touring right now we were the old we're the old men so we'd be like uh insurance paid before we leave right <laughs> you know these guys man they're not gonna have anything like that and it, it sucks when when shit like this happens but it is kind of like who's gonna sleep in the van tonight right you know well like when i i toured in the late 90s my first tour we ever did we were completely paranoid about our gear getting stolen overnight and you know each member of the band took turns uh you know sleeping in the van to be with the equipment i mean we were worried about this back in the day and i was thinking about uh you know there's even famous there's a famous metallica story i think on kill em all tour i mean they got some of their early you know james and whoever else had their some of their guitars stolen so i mean it's this is not new it's just like internet new it's you know every time you turn around uh you're seeing more and more bands getting their stuff stolen yeah, and some of these places, especially the smaller clubs, I guess, people can just walk right off with oh, the yeah. guitar in between sets. I mean, shit, this just happened, uh, you know, now that we're talking about it, this just happened, I think, what, the last six months to a year to Steve Vai. Yeah, Steve Vai. Well, even Dez, you know, Dez from Devil Driver just had his yeah, mic his stolen from him. Somebody walked so, off with that. So, I mean, you know, I think people... People are targeting this stuff, and it's the internet broadcasting everything out there, so we're also seeing more and more of it. I mean, it's kind of like, and I'm not going to get political, but it's like police shootings. I mean, it's how often were those prevalent before social media, and then now that you have social media, you see them more and more, but you also have to give it to, to people you know, getting their stuff stolen. You know, I'm not going to be above it. I mean, when I went to Superjoint and I had all of my podcasting gear in my car, in car my laptop, my my Zoom, my microphones, everything. Paranoid as shit about my stuff getting stolen. You know, had, had all my stuff been stolen that night, probably would have had to go fund me started. But it's still like, at what point do we hold them accountable? It sucks when shit like this happens, man. Yeah. But to your point, it is kind of on the band or whatever shady hotel, motel they're playing yeah. at or playing at. They're playing at a hotel, motel. <laughs> Why? <now. laughs> That's a good tour. If you can get on the motel, hotel circuit. Yeah, wherever the place they're you know they're staying at, man. I mean, you think somebody would pay attention, but if you've ever had a vehicle broken into, even the person right there that sees the whole thing never sees anything when it comes time to ask. So, oh, yeah. And as far as some of these venues, like I said, some people just walk right out in between sets, just come take your guitar, microphone, head out the back door. Nobody's mm-hmm. none the wiser. Oh, yeah. 
you know, so many people talking about, even like when I go to, um, you know, I've went to some venues recently and all I've had, I've had my backpack, I've had my uh, computer bag and I've walked right in the back door, walked right past security, no pass, no laminate, no nothing. Never once asked what I was doing there. You know, it's, it's, uh, I get that all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, when you and I were at, uh, louder than life. Yeah. We walked, well, this year was it's not that as bad of an example, but you come in with all this camera gear. We had the exception of this one year. You and I just, you're at the wrong gate, go to this gate. But most of the time you go in there and it's like, let me see in your, you know, your bag. It's just camera gear, buddy. Okay, go on through. Yeah. You know, no pass, nothing. I just show up with a bag. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you're going to want that guy to watch your Right. And that guy's van. watching the van. <laughs> But I mean, you know, there's so many times too where you you'll be on tour and and I'm seeing this from both sides, so I'm not trying to just see, you know, like shit on the bands. I mean, there's, you know, you take one extra person out there to watch the van, watch the equipment. That's one extra mouth to feed. That's one extra per diem. That's one extra salary that most bands don't have. I mean, you're you're scraping them to get by anyway. Nobody's buying records anymore, so you know you you're not gonna have a sound guy, a merch guy, a van watcher guy. You know, a, a bass tech, a guitar tech. You know, you're not going to have an entire crew and then add one more person into the mix. Sounds like it could be a whole lot cheaper in the end, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah exactly. You know. If you, you know, if you look at it, I mean, some of these bands are looking to raise ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 for their stolen equipment. But if you took out one extra dude that, uh, you know, you, you throw a couple extra bucks on the ticket price, you throw a couple extra bucks on your guarantee, uh, you know, you're going to be able to cover that one person. And and at one point, I think people need to start looking at this. I mean, it's not. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I don't think anybody. Sorry, I don't think anybody. Uh, even do, does any of these bands even hit the you know what they post? They want thirty thousand. Oh, I don't know. I'd I'd have to I'd have to look into it. But uh, you know, a lot of those bands do. And then and if you're a fan of a band and and your favorite band gets their shit broken into and you want to tr- contribute five ten bucks. You know that's that's fine and dandy. That's great if uh, if my favorite bands are out there right now. Some of my favorite underground bands struggling to get by and their shit gets stolen. You know I'm probably gonna donate a few bucks. But I mean I guess I guess there's a couple things. It's like when do you alleviate the burden that you put on the fans because your stuff got stolen? It's like you know you almost need to have a backup plan or almost need to have uh, get some guitar endorsements and say hey all of our shit was stolen. Can you guys send out some more stuff? Which most endorsees would probably send that out. So. Trying to figure out what at what level of the bands are most of these bands that are uh, having all their shit stolen, and then the other thing is all these bands are putting out there that we talked to the police and they said that the police say that they're, we're not going to get our shit back and we'll probably never see that stuff again. And I think that I think that thieves see that and they're like, oh well, shit, that's easy target. Bands are coming through town. They're going to be in town one day, two at tops. The band has to go on to the next town. And by the time they get to the next town, their their equipment is spread out through so many people. You know, the black market is just covered in all of this gear by this point. And occasionally, you'll see that that shady Craigslist ad of you know, <laughs> van yeah. a van full of gear. We decided to stop touring, and you know, we don't even know what's in here anymore. Just make a say a price. You know, that Craigslist ad is most likely shady. But uh, I got a deal on this at the store I used to work at. They just went out of business. <laughs> you're right. And don't get me wrong, I mean, so many of these venues that that, that Primer played, that 12-Volt Negative Earth played, 
didn't have a, a proper place for the vans to park, didn't have a proper place for, for the bands to unload and load properly. And you're, you're going in and out through people. Like I said, we had a guitar stolen. We've had, you know, backpacks stolen out of the van. Nothing major, not an entire rig of stuff. So you got all that going on. And, you know, you, you got to park the van on a side street. You got to park the van around the corner. You know, a van and a trailer is long. And then, you know, it's, it's sometimes it won't just fit in the regular parking spot. And, um, you know, venues don't have the proper uh you know right outside the venue yeah parking things like that and there's so, a lot of shady venues here a lot of shady venues going on so i don't know i mean i think the guys out there on the road just need to kind of take all this in and and, and maybe bite the bullet and go crowd <laughs> crowdfund your buddy to go on tour with you crowdfund and say hey if we want to take our friend joe on tour with us and uh we want to pay him this much money it'll be a lot cheaper on the fans stay a couple of days ahead of the thieves watching your social media right <laughs> we're in the hotel right now we're in the hotel, all of us hanging out, we'll be partying, here for about smashed. two and a half hours, completely <laughs> shit-faced. Uh, the van's out on the corner. Red roof in. <laughs> Look for us. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I've, I've, I've probably pissed off everybody, that uh, all the bands that listen to the show. but uh, Don't be pissed, fellas. Don't be pissed. I think it's just a time to, to make sure that everybody's just a little bit more cautious. I think the venues out there need to, to hire that one extra security guard to kind of keep an eye on the vans, on the parking lots. If you're a venue out there, make sure you're... you're you have enough ample parking for the bands and you know equipment and gear. Just got to keep your own eyes on your own stuff. Yeah, Shit, I don't even trust the lockers they give us at some of these venues and yeah. festivals for my gear. You know, I'll I'll lug it around all weekend. Yeah, maybe have a pair of shoes in the locker. I don't trust those <laughs> right. things. You know, you know, like I said, you know, I had all of my podcasting gear with me at the Super Joint show. I had all my mics, all my computers, all my everything with me because I had to do so many different types of interviews that day. And uh, I was worried to death that my shit was going to get broken into. Luckily, my car looks like a piece of shit, so <laughs> nobody, That's nobody, a good deterrent. Would, yeah, nobody would assume that my uh, my car had that much stuff in it. But you know, had I gone out there, my car would have been broken into. Probably would have went GoFundMe. So I'm just probably being a hypocrite in all of this. I might start a GoFundMe. I you could might use some new camera gear, right? Would you donate? I'll give you a couple bucks. I mean, like I said, I've donated to you know I donate to GoFundMe as much as I can because I use the GoFundMe to raise money for my postal thing. So anytime I see any but any any of my friends that need anything, you know, I try to throw a couple bucks at it. And, you know, even if I don't really have a couple bucks to throw at it, which is pretty much all the time. So I can start a GoFundMe just because I want something. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Which I mean, go all right, go. It'll be up tonight. All right. I want to see money in there from you. Maybe. And then the other big story of the week is uh, Metallica, Lady Gaga at the Grammys. I turned it on to check it out. And it uh, looks like they didn't turn James on either. That was a great vocal <laughs> performance. <laughs> ah, man, I I thought I wanted this to be massive. I love Lady Gaga. I love Metallica. I thought that this was going to be a match made in heaven. <laughs> I thought that you know Lady Gaga was going to come out there and rock it, which she kind of did. She also kind of looked like an extra from like the Girls, Girls, Girls video. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't really know what stripper dances she was doing there, but she was having a lot of fun. But you know, I thought it was going to be a lot cooler than it was, and and just the the technical snafus, you know, just uh, took so much away from it. Do they do that shit on purpose, man? It's always the Grammys. Well, I saw a lot of that. There was two things. There was that, and the, then the and, Megadeth. and then Megadeth winning their Grammy with Metallica being played over the PA. Come you, on now. Here you go, Dave. Here you go, Dave. Here's your Grammy award along with uh, what they Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets. Looking <laughs> <laughs> assholes, man. <laughs> That's just crazy, man. At least uh, who who beat them back in the day? Metallica it was Jethro uh, Tull. Jethro Tull. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then, all these years later, have they won a Grammy since? I mean, they didn't win that one. 
Yeah, I think they've won. I mean, yeah, they they won uh, the next year because, or no, they won when the Black Album came out because okay. in Lars's acceptance speech, he said he liked to thank Jethro Tull for, for not, not putting, putting out, out a cram for not putting out an album this year. Let's see. I think the first thing we got to do is obviously, like you guys were expecting, is we got to thank Jethro Tull for not putting out an album this year, right? <laughs> And also, obviously, we got to thank the Academy for uh, giving Jethro Tull the award in 1989. Read between the lines, know what I mean? <laughs> and then I'm sure they've won over the years for stupid stuff. And then even Motorhead won for their cover of Whiplash, which is really stupid. Moving on from there. I still kind of, I still kind of dig this Metallica performance, though. James just launches. Oh yeah, his guitar at, at the, the tail end. end when he just threw his guitar at his tech. Kicks the mic over. Yeah, we've they, been through all this. Come back and you just shit on us, you know. I think they handled it well, though. I think you know, obviously they're pros, and but you can just tell it was it was killing him. But he knew to go over to Lady Gaga and you know share the microphone and all this other stuff. But quick question for you: You're on the the music and performing side of this tag team duo. Right. Now, when you're on the stage, okay, just, just for my own curiosity, he's wearing. Did you ever go with in ears? I have, yeah. So is he hearing himself? It depends. It depends well, on his, what he wants. His whatever, mix to yeah, be. whatever his mix is. So that's what kind of threw me off because if he had it, if he had himself in his ears, yeah, and he couldn't hear himself, then I guess he would know that the mic was off. I'm assuming since he's a singer, he would have himself in his ears. You know, a lot of people like you know Trujillo might not have yeah. or have James very quiet or something like that. So I'm assuming he knew his mic wasn't on. I was kind of wondering if I don't know. It looked like it took a while for him to catch on to it. I think you have to. I think there's a certain point where you just kind of have to keep going. Yeah. Because if you start playing and you don't and, and you in. don't hear your your bass or something right away, you would just assume it's on and just keep playing like it is on. Yeah. And then hopefully they would get the mix right. But I guess after a while they realized it wasn't on. But did you see the the other video of it where I guess the web feed that went out actually had his it mic had, on? No, I didn't see that. So there's actually footage out there with him singing so it came to the board as it was on i guess it there. came to the board as it's on but the feeds that were going out like the live tv feed didn't have it but the web feed did so there's videos of that coming oh, out well, that, that there was no way he, he knew that it wasn't yeah on. right so i don't know I, you could tell you could tell something wasn't right because of how pissed off he was he's like kicking mics over and throwing his guitar at the end and i guess even lars came out and said those first 10 15 minutes after the show he hasn't seen james that mad and 20 years so i definitely would not want to be back there what a clusterfuck <laughs> grammys i mean they never get it right they never cover the metal award anymore and everybody said that they believed that they put hardwired which is probably metallica's most metal album in years they put it in the hard, hard rock, rock category just because that category is televised and they figured that metallica would be there and then they could do all this other stuff so it's a mess. Lady Gaga, I thought, pulled it off very well. I was actually, you know, kind of into it. But that brings us into our cover of the week this week, brought to you by PuckHockey.com, and that's P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y. Make sure to head over to Puck Hockey and check out their 36 Crazy Fists, Head P.E., their Doyle gear, all kinds of great hoodies, beanies, uh, sweatshirts. They got some great hockey jerseys now. Um, all kinds of wonderful stuff. Tom Hazard, Dave Ellison. So make sure to head over to puckhockey.com, shop till you drop, use the promo code TALK at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Yes, that's TALK as in talk to me at checkout for 10% off your entire order. This week's cover of the week comes from Hailstorm doing Lady Gaga's Bad Romance. You are listening to Talk To Me with Toomey and Mike. <laughs> Wah, 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 wah,
Alright, that was Hailstorm doing Lady Gaga's Bad Romance. 
Lady Gaga on the Talk To Me podcast. Hey, man, this might be... Kind of. Talking Gaga pretty soon. Uh, interesting, I guess. Very interesting. I'm not too big on... I'm for sure not big on Lady Gaga, but Hellstorm's another one. <laughs> not a big fan I'm of Hellstorm? I'm not on the Hellstorm train either. I'm not either, and I think that if I still lived in Nashville, it'd probably be much more on the Hellstorm yeah. pod, just because she's Hometown always... Hometown kind of thing. She's just always jumping up with it's all the 80s everywhere. rockers, and she's always jumping up and singing, you know, ACDC and all this other stuff. So, I mean, she's got some pipes, don't get me wrong, but... Yeah, but something about, something about that, that whole band, it just... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, my, my whole thing with female-fronted metal is just... We'll, we'll talk about that later yeah. today, but I'm just not a big fan to begin with. Well, we're going to get in all kinds of shit now, but <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of right there with you yeah. to an extent, especially in like harder rock. Yeah, once you get into like super duper metal, I'm I'm pretty much done. Once you have a super sexy slutty singer out there trying to sing when you're in your metal band. Yeah, and I don't know if if um, Hailstorm kind of qualifies as that, but no, they don't. I mean, but I would I just, put them more in the Paramore, which I do enjoy. I love Paramore, so that's. I think once you get like past pop punk, I think a girl can sing pop punk. Yeah, and, and they have like, well, they have quite a few EPs of covers, right? Who's so, that? Hailstorm. Yeah, so Hell, they, yeah. They do like the whole. Oh yeah. As far as albums, I can't even. I can't tell you that I, you know, dove in and checked out their albums. Yeah. But it's just some, some about her voice to me. Just I don't know. It's almost, it's almost too much like <laughs> over the top on purpose. Nice. I'm catching all kinds of shit right yeah, now. Yeah, right. So, but whatever. Episode 89 of the Talk to Me podcast was the last and final episode of the podcast after bands and females rioted. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Hellstorm, uh, would you like to be a guest on You're the right, Talk uh, to Me podcast? Lucy Hale, come on in the show. Yeah, come on and just scream all into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about them. They're, but no, well, they're I big. don't know what it is about them. I just can't. I can't. Like, that was a good cover. Yeah, and I like I've it. heard uh, um, another couple of covers, but I do. See. I do enjoy that they, you know, what's literally wear their '80s uh, love of metal on their sleeves because she actually wears Tom Kiefer's buttons from, you know, like the Night Songs video or something. Like she actually was given that from Tom Kiefer and her love of Cinderella and all that stuff and my history with those guys. That that always kind of, uh, you know, makes for a good thing for me. But you know, I, I've never gotten into Hailstorm. And maybe if I delved into the catalog, I might get into them a little bit more. But at this point, you know, cool, cool cover. Give us a chance to talk about a little bit of Lady Gaga <laughs> on the podcast, which is uh, great for each and every week. <laughs> Who are we going to cover next week? <sighs> We're going to go with, uh, I'm seeing if we can just bring up Blind Melon, like, you know, weekly. Mm, I could. I know you could, but uh, I couldn't. All right, I'll get going on tracking down a <laughs> a subject. A subject. Blind Melon Cover of the Week brought to you by <laughs> PuckHockey.com. Blind Melon Cover of the Week brought to you by Mike's Record Collection. Yeah. So let's get into this twisted interview that we haven't recorded yet. Uh, so we're hoping we have our fingers I'm kinda, crossed. I'm kind of curious as to how this is going to go. Yeah, we're actually recording this intro to the to the interview prior to doing the actual interview. So we haven't actually talked to the dudes in Twisted yet. Uh, we've been uh, listening the hell out of their new album. I had no idea that Twisted had so many albums. <laughs> Mike has definitely fallen down the Twisted rabbit hole the last few days. I've got a little bit of history with Twisted, being that uh, Primer 55 broke up in 2002. And right as we broke up, we had a tour on the table. I don't know how official it was, but uh, January 2003, <laughs> Primer 55 Twisted tour. And I'm sitting there freaking out, wondering why the hell we're breaking up at the time. Well, the other day I sent you, I don't know if I sent you a screenshot of 
from my Spotify or I just text you one. I don't know. We were talking about it the other day. I had no idea that was the first albums like 2000, 99, yeah. 2000. Sounds about right yeah. when I first heard of them. But they're in the whole, uh, what is the ICP? Like Juggalos. The and Juggalos. Stuff. Yeah, there they're definitely go. Juggalos. Actually, I was really, con- like, uh, I don't know how much we get into this on the interview because we haven't done the interview yet. Yeah, it hasn't happened. But, you know, they've kind of had a falling out with the Insane Clown Posse guys and that whole that whole saga. But even like one of the first couple of uh, songs on the new album, they're talking about being Juggalos. So I guess, technically, I guess they're still in the Juggalo camp. I guess that's what we're going to go with. Who knows what's going on? I don't there. know. We're, we're, we need to find out. Those we, two guys are touring separate right now. Yeah, the ICP guys are touring separate. Yeah, yeah they're actually... Uh, check out these numbers, man. This is actually crazy. Uh, Twisted's new album, The Continuous Evolution, Evolution, of Life's Questions, debuted at 28 on Billboard. This is uh, marking Twisted's 12th Billboard charting release. Number two rap album, number three independent album, Number 11 in the top album chart, and here's your category, number 16 in the top vinyl chart. Nice. So, do you got that Twisted Vinyl yet? No, not yet. It's on the way. It's on the way. You yeah, ordered it already? They're, they're sending me a special pressing. <laughs> but yeah, this is their this is their imprint, uh, Magic Ninja Entertainment. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to talk to those guys. Like I said, we're doing this on Saturday. We're interviewing them on Monday. You guys are hearing this on Tuesday. Hopefully, everything comes together well. So, uh, do you have anything else about Twisted you want to say before we get into this? No. It's been a lot of fun listening to it. All right, so uh, <laughs> so let's uh, travel into the future and let's talk to Twisted. Must be something wrong with me, I haven't slept 
shoot him, kill him all. Use an axe, or a gun, a knife, or a chainsaw. I'm gonna kill somebody. I wanna fucking kill somebody. Shoot him, shot, kinda cut him, maybe shoot him, kill him all. Use an axe, or a gun, a knife, a chainsaw. I'm gonna kill somebody. I wanna fucking kill somebody. Me? Yeah, I Don't got you. Don't be scared now. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I'm just uh, <laughs> check, <laughs> checking some levels, man. <laughs> so I wanted to say something about the uh, the Kill Somebody video. You know, you've kind of got a new look on this one. I know that you're going to continue with the, the your classic look with the with the white and black right. makeup. But, uh, I mean, what is the, the kind of the new makeup something you guys would want to take on tour and maybe try to do nightly? Well, well, realistically, uh, first of all, K-Pike is... is is the, the extremely talented artist that helped us pull off the uh, the desired look. Um, there's no way physically possible we'd ever be able to recreate uh, the level of detail and, and in-depth uh, that she went into for the project. Yeah. But we're going to try, and I say that loosely <laughs> with, with air quotes, we're going to try to make something look as cool as she did or try to get some kind of cool singlet wrestling bodysuits, but I don't know if I'm going to look good in spandex. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got gotcha. you. The eyes cut out so I could see. Hey, uh, so coming from um, a huge like Kiss fan of what I am, yeah. do you find um, just using them as example? Uh, I know there's other bands with masks and all that other stuff. Do you like the anonymity of being able to just perform and do all twisted business and you know, and then walk uh, off the stage and be able to walk down the street? Yes and no. Um, to, to some degree, uh, yeah. It, that is that's always cool but um the, the the no part of it is that we're a very like personable kind of uh family organization so so our our family members and listeners have like really really good access to us so you get to see us and and you know whether what's about the makeup time and again be it you know on social media or or, or the internet or shit like that so you know um the days of, of, of complete, you know, discretion of well, what, what do they look like with their pain off? You yeah. know, those days are kind of not there anymore. And Gene and Paul fucked that up too, you know, back in the day. After Lick It Up, there was no going back. It didn't matter. Am I right? No, For the no kids? you're right. Okay. You're right, oh, thank you. I'm right there I love with them you. too. Don't, don't, I love them. So your, yours and my paths could have crossed many times, but it never did. Um, I played in a band called Primer 55 for a little while, and the funny thing oh, about yeah. that band is – uh. The last show they played before I joined was the 2002 wow. gather- Gathering of the Juggalos. And then the first show oh, they played yeah. after I left was the 2008 Gathering of the Juggalos. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so I never... They were, they were trying to stay consistent. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, something, something going on there. Um, what's, it, what's it been for you? Been like for you to be a part of uh, the Gathering uh, pretty much each and every year it's been out? Um, it was cool. I, I think, I think uh, to me, what I think is the neatest thing about it, and I love saying the word neat because it makes me sound creepy and nerdy at the same time, but what was cool about it is um, 17 seems to be some sort of a synonymous number in the Juggalo culture, and, uh, and, and we were blessed to perform all 17 years of it. We were there at, at the birth of it, and, and we followed it all the way through to the 17th actual 
year of doing it. We were even uh, presented with plaques, you know, just to commemorate that. When you think about it, that's a long time. I mean, it's like there's there's like deadbeat dads out there that haven't even been in 17 years of their children's lives or deadbeat moms or just shitbag people in general. I mean, am I right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 17 fucking years. That's like a fucking sentence. <laughs> there are babies. Yeah, no, there there were know, kids that were born at the first gathering or conceived at the first gathering that went to the seventeenth. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. When you look at it, when you say it like that, it makes me feel old. Right, but no, but yeah, but you know what I mean. It's like, but it was. It, it's a good feeling. It's it, it's all positive vibes. It was it was a good thing, and and I'm happy to say that no matter where we go from this point, I can at least say in in the, in the juggalo mythos that we completed seventeen full years of 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 excitement and entertainment for that juggalo community, and and I'm. I'm totally good with that. I think that's a great feeling. So being an outsider kind of looking in of, of the entire, you know, juggalo culture, you know, the psychopathic records, what you were once on, you know, going on to your new magic ninja entertainment that's been out for a few years. Um, are, uh-huh. are you, I know you guys broke away from psychopathic, but are you can still considered juggalos? I mean, it depends on which, which, uh, which, which circle of people you talk to as of late, the internet is full. It's a set full of shit bags. And, and beautiful people, and, and somewhere in between there is uh, is the world. So I don't know. I mean, uh, are you, if you're asking me personally, we're always juggalos. I I I was born a juggalo. I didn't know I was a juggalo, and then I'd be you know full on accepted the fact I was a juggalo. So I'm never going to change it. It's like being Italian and Polish. It's part of my DNA. I can't never take it away. And more importantly, I don't want to. And they so, can, yeah, I'm a fucking juggalo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> whoop whoop. I'm gonna. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so I just wanted to ask you one thing, and I'm, I don't want to get into any kind of uh, beef or anything like that. That's not what this show is about. Um, I do want to ask you about being with those guys for so long, being in the psychopathic records, uh, being around those guys and watching their business sense. I mean, have you been able to kind of take take that from them as in, as in what you learned from uh, watching those guys being as successful as they are and then translating that over into Magic Ninja? I mean, absolutely. That was, that, that was the thing about me and Paul when uh, – what what we've always been we've always been some some like spectators and 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 we we we're like mental sponges we soak up situations and opportunities where most people let them fall to the wayside as as everybody came on with us when we came on be it no matter what you were if you were a manager uh, 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 an assistant a uh, light guy whatever everybody who came on at the same time were all privy to different situations which were learning aspects and uh, and me and Paul chose to take those as beneficial and, and, and add them inside of our hat of tricks, so to speak, and, and things we learned. So, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, to say that we didn't learn a lot of stuff during our time there, absolutely. I'm still learning shit today. I'm a firm believer that the day you stop learning, you're dead, so I want to learn shit forever. <laughs> forever. And then uh, did you did you feel yeah, like, <laughs> did you feel like this is something that you guys needed to do to kind of, um, you know, just being an outsider and being a fan of, of, of the genre but not being immersed in the genre, um, you know, I don't want to say little brothers or what, but I mean, you know, you know, ICP was, was, you know, you guys came out with them, things like that. I mean, is this something you needed to uh, break away from to, to become your own artist kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's like, you can only be like the Padawan for so long before you want, you know, your big boy Jedi saber and you want to, you know, go out and do your thing too. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's part of every, every person's evolution. You know what I mean? No one wants to be, you know, everybody wants to be the king of their own world. I suppose is that, is that that I guess I guess that's a great way of saying it. Or there shouldn't be any reason why anyone can't be everything that they want to be in this world. I'm a firm believer in that as well. 
So, I mean, I kind of I kind of like it to that. You know what I mean? It's not even so much of the, the little brother or the big brother kind of thing, although I've heard that scenario like a, a million times. And it, it's, it fits. You know, I said in the beginning that we didn't want to stay in our parents' basement anymore. We wanted to go out and be big boys and have our own place in the world. And that's a great analogy, too, and it makes sense. You know what I mean? It's not a disrespectful thing. It's like you've learned all you could learn. You've been taught all you can be taught. Now you want to make those people proud with that knowledge that you learned and go out and show them, look, I, I, I can do this. Look at me. Be proud of me, man. I'm out here schooling and I'm shining. Look at me. You know what I mean? Well, it's more of that kind of a positivity type of thing that, you, you want to make yourself as well as the people who taught you proud of the things that you've learned. Twisted, I guess you guys are based in the horrorcore rap genre, correct? Yeah. Where does... Predominantly, like the, yes, yes. Okay. So, not knowing a whole lot about that that end of rap music, where are the beginnings uh, that you guys draw your influences from that would be like early horrorcore rap? And really, see, and the, 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 the crazy part about it is... is most of our influence came from horror movies. We were yeah. kind of like the people. We were the we were the kind of people where were a lot like our family and our listeners. Um, were the people who found found solace and found found comfort and 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 safety inside of things. Like we would sit after school and watch horror movies passionately until we knew the entire dialogue and we could recite it back and forth to each other. <laughs> those were our worlds. So we were all inclusive in those worlds. And I think what it is is we kind of applied that dark, uh, moody mythicism and stuff like that to our music. And I think it gives people, uh, it's, it's just a different, it's like a different layer. It's a different skin, man. It's, it's, it's something different. There is so much of the same in the world that variety fucking rules, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would say definitely that a lot of those, a lot of those early slasher and classics and you know suspense movies. I mean, I'm Amityville, Evil Dead. That shit, that shit has deep, deep roots in our family tree. As far as like um, other rap groups, as far as an influence, you know, it would, it would, it would honestly be all over the board because, like, you know, when we okay. were growing up, obviously, you know, coming, coming from that. Uh, Coming from the Detroit scene, we we had we had our Eshams and our Kid Rocks and our Eminems. Yeah, you know what I mean. Those were guys that were up and comers. So to say that you didn't know about them, you know, they were always they were always prevalent in our conversations, even in the days when we were House of Crazies, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it, it's been it's been one of those situations where it's like there's always there's always been something there that can uh, that can bring out the best in you, and 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 as long as that's around, man, we're good, you know. Yeah. And, and a lot of good people look up to, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You guys were out there, what, Kid Rock started, what, 89, 90, maybe before that? Right. Absolutely. You know? Oh, yeah. So you guys were ground zero of that whole movement, I guess, growing up. Kind of. I mean, it's like, and that's the thing. And it's like, and I hear people say that. And, and, and again, in some circles, I hear people say shit like that, like House of Crazies is legendary. And I'm like, Really? You know what I mean? It's like I, I take it. I don't know. I don't want to say I take it for granted, but it's like it's 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 interesting to me that something like that could have you know potentially laid a uh, a pathway for even what I do today with monoxide. It's kind of crazy and in like the Rocky Maya via third person style. But if you think about it, that's kind of crazy. And saying Clown Posse, House of Crazy, Isham, those are pretty much like the forefathers of the wicked shit. Eminem, you know what I mean? Like them motherfuckers, like that. Those are the people who were spitting that shit in that time that gave it that life. And then the, on the other side of the world, you had like you know the flatliners and the grave diggers doing their thing over there, but it didn't. 
it was it was a trickle down. By the time it reached my neighborhood, we were still fucking with cassettes at this time. I'm showing my age, gentlemen. You are listening to Talk To Me on Uncontrolled Noise. Talk to me with Toomey and Mike. All right, guys, we're going to bust in here and talk a little bit about Patreon.com, and that's Patreon.com slash Talk to Me. It's for our VIPs. You can go over there. You can uh, donate a dollar, 
and even $10 a month. It's a nice little subscription service. So if you want to help out the podcast monetarily, that will be much appreciated. And now having Mike on the show, we're going to be able to do uh, extra bonus content. We're going to do an extra bonus episode after we get done recording this episode with Twisted. And we'll post that up on the VIP page on Facebook that I've started for everybody. So head over to patreon.com slash talk to me. Select a tier, a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, or even ten dollars, and uh, we would thank you from the bottom of our heart. Yeah, head over there and uh, then head over to my GoFundMe soon to be up in about <laughs> yeah, five soon. minutes. Yeah, actually, GoFundMe.com slash talk to me. We have one of those going too? No, we should though. Huh. Might as well. Let's do it. Might as well. We could just say our van got broken into. Yeah, mine did. <laughs> did Hear it? it? Somebody's out there right now. Oh, shit. Well, this this fucking neighborhood, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Also, guys, if you want a Talk To Me t-shirt, make sure you're heading over to Amazon.com, searching out the Talk To Me podcast, getting yourself the classic logo or the new Backstage Pass logo. So look into today's show notes, Amazon.com link, Patreon.com link. Um, there's a Zazzle store up. All kinds of uh, crazy stuff. You get some stickers, some buttons, and uh, cool baseball tees over there, things like that. So make sure and just, uh, if you want to support the podcast, throw a couple bucks at it. Make sure and look in the show notes for all of the sponsors and web stores, things like that. With that being said, let's get back to our interview with Twisted. Yo, what's up? This is Edsel from the band Dope, and you are listening to Talk To Me. To me is his name. Not talk to me. It's talk to me because he's to me. But you can talk to me. So in the new album, you worked with Davy Suicide, who's who's kind of went through some turmoil too with uh, with labels and things like that. So how did you and Davy Suicide come together? Um, we we met Davy doing shows. I want to say a few years back, and just clicked. He's just good people. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people have this this, this stigma about him. They think you know because Davy does that industrial kind of goth rock scene, and we do the the rap you know, whatever underground dark thing that we wouldn't mesh. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's just we're all entertainers and, and just normal people. And, and we just, we just vibe well. Davey and Monoxide will start talking about sports and shit. And then, uh, you know, it's just over. It's like, they're just, yeah, just good people. Like really, really, really cool cast. So when you guys sit and talk about, you know, the music business, things like that, I mean, are you guys kind of bouncing ideas off of, off of each other, even though it's kind of uh, two separate worlds? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, in, in, in friendly and business conversations, you know what I mean? We just recently uh, uh, did a feature for him on his new record. The video uh, was, uh, debuted on Kerrang! So, you know what I mean? Uh, too many surfaces, too many freaks, pardon me. Um, so, you know what I mean? It's like, we, we, got, we got shit going on with him. He's cool. He actually did some production on the record. You know, there's there's a relationship there. It's it, it's good times. Yeah, Mike and I have uh, sat and you know just kind of delved into the new album. You know, over the last week or so, once we uh, booked this interview, and you know, we kind of keep going back and forth, just talking about how, how good it is. And I think it, it sounds very it sounds very current. It sounds very fresh. It sounds very new. It doesn't sound like any rehash stuff. And I think that the uh, stuff that Davey did with you guys too also just added a whole new element to Twisted. Thank you very much, man. That's awesome. Yeah, we're, we we always want to. Uh, the, I, I say this, I say a lot of the same things a lot of times because I feel like the shit that I say doesn't reach everybody's ear holes. But but we we don't want to we don't want to put out the same record with a new cover. So we always strive to try to push our sound. And me and Monoxide are like these these perfectionists, and at the same time we're our, our our favorite fans of our own shit. So we we like I think we set these bars for ourselves that sometimes may be unreachable, but they're 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 healthy because they keep us to to keep striving to push forward. And, and make different shit so we come with that new new 
And Twist is one of those bands when, uh, where we put out that we were going to interview you that, uh, that was probably the most mixed bag of response I've ever gotten. You know, normally I get like either everyone hates it, everyone loves it, but man, it was, it was across the board when I, when I said we were going to have you guys on the show. That's great. That's the twisted part, man. Fucking great, man. We love it, man. We take, we take the love, we take the hate, we take it all, man. We've been doing this shit forever and we don't plan on stopping. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was going to say you were talking about the, um, the artwork on this new album and, uh, when we yeah. when I first heard about the twisted, you know, this interview, your first album cover immediately came to mind because back in two thousand, I saw that CD everywhere. And then yeah. When, yeah, I looked up this album cover. I was like, that's that's crazy. Just go from all the way from two thousand to what you guys are putting out there now. We had talked about it. I was like, wouldn't that be cool if they can do that level of like he was mentioning earlier on tour? And then just earlier today, I saw a video of you guys actually getting painted up on YouTube. And yeah, there's no way you're 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 right on that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was I mean, an insane so video. Yeah, right, right, right. There's different, there's different, uh, there's different ideas and tactics that we're gonna try. But but yeah, I mean, the level of detail that she put into it. I mean, it was like legit nine hours to, just to do to do my paint, and then uh, with an oxide, you know, he he was. He's this more slender member. He was willing to take his shirt off, and, and his was about nine to ten hours. And, you know, it was like you didn't realize the nine hours when you're actually getting painted, but when you're standing around watching the next guy get painted, you're like, Jesus Christ, it's like fucking nine hours. So that was 18 hours at that point. Then we filmed the video. So it was it was something else, man. It was definitely it was definitely it was history, man. It was crazy. We'll kind of wrap it up. We'll start wrapping it up now. But, I mean, what's the uh, kind of the, the immediate plans for Twisted? I know you guys have been out doing a lot of touring lately, things like that. So, I mean, what's your, what are your current goals? Um, I mean, you know, we're, 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 after this little short run right now, we're going to go home and regroup for a little bit. We have a few, we have a few projects going on in the studio. We're, we're working on a compilation record for our, um, for our record label. We have uh, artists getting ready to you know, have projects released and me and Monoxide are going to go back out on the road for the, uh, the continuous evolution of life question marks tour. Not sure what it's going to be tentatively called yet, but I'm um, going to do a, a nice run for that. And not a hundred percent sure, but, but taking around the idea of, of possibly only performing songs from that very record and seeing, seeing where people's minds at with that, because we did it once upon a time. This is like way back uh, during wicked. We did like, um, the show was completely themed for that record. And, uh, and, and people, people, really didn't understand it until it was all done. Like, you know, obviously that era was done and they were like, I can't believe no one's ever done that. And now recently everybody's going back and doing these, uh, full album tours, mm-hmm. you know, theming it towards the record and stuff like that. And it seems to be becoming a new trend. And I don't know. I, I think it's cool when people do it ahead of the time as opposed to, you know, after it's a classic. So that's kind of where we're at. We'll see what happens, but it might be. Fun. Yeah. And that's the one thing, I mean, the, you know, the entire, you know, Juggalo fan base. I mean, you guys have rabid fans, and that's the one thing, you know, coming from the metal side, um, I know that a lot of bands and, and uh, metal guys probably give you guys a lot of shit, but at the same time, I think that there's probably a lot of jealousy there, too, because they just wish that they had fans that were uh, like you guys have. You know, yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit of both. It's like I said earlier, you know, you get you get the love and the hate across the board. Most people, you know, metal or otherwise, even like with, with Davey and all of them, you know what I mean? It's like most people are like open-minded, cool people, and, and it's like, that shit doesn't matter. But you do get some of the superficial people where, like, you know, you're not purist metal. You're out there with the yo dog hitting the microphones. And then, yeah, there's those, those people in the same, you know. It is what it is, man. I think I think if you're if you're an open-minded person, we have something for you. And, and if you like to have fun, we have something for you. 
And if you get down and rock the fuck out, we have something for you. And if you don't like any of those things, you might be fucking dead. I don't know. <laughs> Very cool, Jamie. So if, uh, if people are interested in uh, checking you guys out, what's the best way for them to keep up with you? Um, Facebook, man. We that, that seems to be our biggest reach. But we are on all the social media outlets. We got uh, Instagram is uh, Official Twisted, and Snapchat Official Twisted, um, Twitter, the best Twitter handle in the world, at Tweet Me So Hard. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, that, that, that seems to be, that, that is like the way of the future. There's a gigantic robot, and Kate says Facebook on it, and he kicks that. Fuck yeah, man. Very cool. All right, we're going to end this interview with uh, with a song. We're going to do That's Why They All Hate Us More Than You'll Ever Know. Any uh, stories behind that song? Um, Just basically, you know, the lyrics, and there's always somebody on the internet who knows every fucking thing about everything instead of just shutting the fuck up and listening to the music and enjoying it or whatever. It's just, yeah, people always want to point fingers and throw bricks out of glass houses. That's it. My name is Jimmy Madrock. Thank you fucking guys for taking time to talk to me. Listen to the song, turn it up, motherfucker. Either the heaven or hell, the out of my mind with the wicked shit, but we didn't come to the center where we just want to grow up, so fuck you in the devil beer. Seeking the end, I meant to dress up like a priest. I'm in a better place, all the liquor store, picking precious poison to ease the beast. Killing our vibes and putting our lives inside of these monsters they want us to be. Everyone dies, tell me do you live and blow through the universe just like a breeze. Everyone hates and never will stop, we're taking our lives and living again. Our middle fingers are up in the air, we're everyone everywhere. Slide. We bad side, you know what it do and how we ride Been the hell of
That was Twisted with That's Why They All Hate Us More Than You'll Ever Know off of The Continuous Evolution of Life's Questions. Evolution. Evolution. Make sure it's spelled right. We just hopped back in our DeLorean, hit it up to 88 miles an hour. Dust off that flux capacitor over there. It's right behind your seat. It's in in between us. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) So we've dusted off the flux capacitor. We are now back to Saturday. Hopefully that interview went really well. I think it, I think it will. I think, I think it was it fantastic. I think it was awesome. <laughs> cool to have those guys on. And uh, man. Yeah, man. That 88 miles an hour is rough. <laughs> 88. Actually, 89 miles an hour because this is episode 89. Yeah, that 89. makes sense. 80, was that fast in 1985? That's fast now. Like not really. If, if you go 88? Not really. In a DeLorean? Eh. I don't even think the, the speedometer goes up to 88. Mm. I drove a DeLorean once. We already talked about this. but Yeah, but you were scared to uh, do anything. I, I was going about 10. 10 yeah, exactly. And the and the windshield is at uh, such a weird slant. I remember that, too. Like You don't really have much much room to see out of. But I was like, with the doors and stuff. Good stuff. 89, also the number of one of my favorite Tennessee Titans of all time. Frank Wycheck, who just came out now saying that he's fearing his life. Nice. Because of uh, CTE, all the concussions. So, bad times down there in Tennessee with old Frank Wycheck, who uh, I once called into his radio show and asked him what music he listened to while he was getting ready. And he said, Metallica's Inner Sandman. So, I'll give it to him. Inner Sandman. (laughs) Of course. But, let's get into our final thoughts. Final thoughts! Final thoughts! Huh? Final thoughts. I have a suggestion for a final thoughts, I guess, if you're in the Louisville area. And uh, our vinyl head, like myself, I visited a new uh, store the other day, Surface Noise on Baxter Avenue. Nice. Love Baxter Avenue, Bardstone Road area. There's a nice stack of black flag I got over there. It's the second time I've been in that shop, and well, there you go. I, I just found pretty much every black flag in there. That they, I guess, they buy people's collections. Yeah, and they don't have the uh, regular stock as the other guys in the area. So swing over and check them out. When you getting in the vinyl buying uh, mode? If I had a, I have an, actually a decent record player. I just like broke the needle. Actually, Elton, I think, broke the needle on it one day, and I've just never kind of gotten back into getting it repaired or buying a new needle. And I'd like to get a sweet receiver like you've got there. I was actually looking at record players today. I got you know I got a nice little mini starter record collection, but it's nothing. Um, I'll sell this one to nothing you. Nothing right home to you. No, I don't, I'm good. I think yeah. I'm good. But yeah, uh, you know, if, from what I can tell, man, that's a nice stack of what six, seven, eight Black Flag records still in the package, still, still sealed. sealed. Yeah, it's insane. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of one of those things where when I go and start digging through, you know, uh, shells. For genre, different genre to genre, whatever. Yeah. I'll get it out eventually. 
a lot of times I go up to the counter in these places and people just look at me like, what in the fuck is this guy all about? <laughs> so here I am. Yeah, walking, right. Yeah, I walked up to the counter with uh, about six Black Flag LPs and the first great white album and a Michael Monroe solo album. Jesus. What have, we, what have we got ourselves into? Talk to me, listeners. <laughs> Expanding the universe. Getting Mike into the podcast. Uh, for my final thought this week. Final thoughts! Final thoughts! I'm actually going to talk about one of the perks of being a podcaster with a little bit of a reach. You get put on these promo lists. You get some album, album advances. And this week... I couldn't uh, couldn't believe it. Opened up my email, and there it is, the new obituary album. It's going to be released March 17th, but they gave it to you, gave it to me in full. I was listening to it on the way home from work the other day, and if you're a fan of obituary, you're a fan of uh, World Demise, which is probably my favorite obituary album, where the final thoughts comes from, uh, you're going to absolutely love this album. Like I was telling Mike earlier, there's a few tracks on here. One of them actually reminds me a lot of uh, Orgasmatron by uh, Motorhead, Motorhead. Uh, so I was like, man, is this a, I, it might actually be a Motorhead cover. It might be in a, like an obscure Motorhead song or something. But, uh, but man, 10 songs. A couple of the tracks have already been released. Uh, 10,000 Ways to Die I Know is out. I uh, believe, I don't know the other one on here that's released already, but I know there's two, two that are already out. Uh, the 10 here are amazing looking to get one of the obituary guys on the podcast soon that'll be a fun episode for me i don't know about mike <laughs> but it will be definitely be fun for me so you guys once uh, once this new album by obituary comes out it's going to be absolutely amazing and march 17th on relapse records i am enjoying getting these emails by the way <laughs> i get you know i'm on a different list yeah. than you are but I get pretty much the same stuff since podcasting days. We get the MP3 link. It would have been nice back in the day to get the CD, I guess. Right, right. But as as you can tell, I'm I'm the physical copy guy. But I listen to so much stuff on my phone. I do too. I do too. And I I know you like to have it in the house, though. You guys need that'll be a that'll be a VIP uh, Patreon thing where you can just come over here and look at Mike's record collection. Yeah, we could do that. (laughs) I don't know if my wife would like that one too much, though. Having just random people in the house? Yeah, I'll, you know what we'll do? We'll do that, and then I'll set it up for days I'm not home. <laughs> there you go. Just the give wife. her a surprise. There you go. All right, so those were our final thoughts for the week. We're trying to keep those as current as possible. I know that the obituary album comes out in a couple of weeks, but man, I, I listened to it, on, like I said, on the way home from work. going to be listening to it uh, over the next few weeks anticipating the release of that album for you guys. So make sure and check that out. So I just want to say thank you guys for listening each and every week. Make sure you're heading over to your iTunes, leaving a nice five-star rating, a nice five-star review. You know, I hate going through a week without an iTunes review. So I definitely want to have one for next week. Next week's guest, I'm not even going to tell you if it comes through. One of the biggest Talk To Me episodes ever. I'm so happy that I finally got this interview scheduled. So next week's episode will actually be out Tuesday, but it'll most likely be out Tuesday late or even Wednesday morning because I'm going to hold it. I'm going to interview Mike and I will interview the person on Tuesday and immediately do our little intros, outros, edit it together and get it out to you guys. So if next week is a little bit late, that's, that'll be the reason why make sure you're sharing or retweeting on Twitter and Facebook. So you can get a shout out on the next episode and make sure you're heading over to pockhockey.com. 
checking them out and using talk at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Are you sure you really want to tease this Michael Bolton interview this hard? <laughs> Dude, did you see the Michael Bolton uh, Netflix special? No, I didn't. Hilarious. No, I didn't. <laughs> I turned it. We were home the other day and <laughs> we were sitting there watching. Uh, I wanted to put on some Netflix. Watched about the first. Actually, I watched the whole thing. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's put together by the Lonely Island guys. So yeah. it's, it's fantastic. Great. Now I got to watch that shit. <laughs> so that's another final thought for the there week. You go. Make sure to check out the Michael Bolton thing. Uh, once again, you know, thanks to Twisted for coming on this week. Hopefully that interview went well because we're in the past. That's in the future. And so, from what I remember, it went very good, very well. So from what I project will happen, it went really well. Okay. Yes. Makes sense. <laughs> So thank you guys for listening. So for the Talk To Me podcast, I'm Toomey. I'm Mike. And we will talk to you guys next Tuesday. 